It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in the East Coast Bias Boys, backed by popular demand, ready for the start of the 2023 NFL season. It is finally here. Joe House, Raheem Palmer, yours truly, JJ John Zestremski. And as you can tell, a different day for us as we are sliding over to accommodate the NFL schedule. We are going to have multiple shows coming for you every single week. We're going to have a show on Monday, which we're fired up about. Of course, we're going to have a Thursday show, which we are super fired up about. And we have a lot to get to. We'll get to some week one bets. We'll get to our finalized division picks and whether or not there have been any audibles from a certain panelist on the particular show. We've been doing a lot of that over these last few weeks. But, fellas, I want to thank you because both of you held down the fort last week while I was uh, on my mini-moon. I wasn't really on a honeymoon. The real honeymoon is after football season, but I enjoyed Newport, Rhode Island. We had some uh, some fun, some seafood, you name it. And you guys waited for me to do some awards. I appreciate that because I like me some awards. Uh, Joe House, let's start with MVP. The quarterback is just a way to bet this award, right? Like, there's no justification for betting anybody other than a quarterback. So, like, as you were going through MVP odds, give me a guy to kind of struck your fancy, if you will. Well, JJ, congratulations on the wedding. You are our MVP, at least for this show. And you are absolutely right as we assess this MVP field, 15 of the last 16 NFL MVPs have been quarterbacks. So you go through that quarterback list and you try to find value. So obviously Mahomes at six to one always feels like the right bet. It always feels like it makes the most sense, but I want somebody in the double digit uh, category. The Podfather yelled at me for using some take or another that he claims he uh, was the first to, to market with. I think it had to do with the Carolina Panthers. But I will not on that basis select Jalen Hurts as my MVP candidate. Thank you for that. Because I can't Thank have, you. I don't want the pot father to yell at me. Good. Uh, I like um, very much the idea of Lamar Jackson. And it's, it's, a, it's a handful of explanations for that. In the first place, I would like him very much as maybe in a comeback kind of position because of the last couple of years he's been injured. He hasn't been there to help the Ravens get across the goal line um, with, with the playoffs. So I think there was a, an, an idea there where he could make sense for that. But um, I love the direction they are headed in now offense. It is the, the best uh, set of offensive assets that Lamar Jackson has had in his entire career. And it makes sense since they just gave him $260 million. So Lamar Jackson on FanDuel right now, I believe at 16 to one. That's my guy, uh, JJ. Okay, Raheem, take it away. MVP, who we got? I hate that I agree with House on this. I mean, House already broke it down. You have to be a quarterback. It's 15 out of the last 16 MVPs have been quarterbacks. But one thing that you have to recognize is that 
these teams have to win around 13 games a year. So you're pretty much just it's a process of elimination. You, you look at Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. You're looking at guys in that range. So to me, Patrick Mahomes is out because he already lost Chris Jones. Kelsey is banged up coming into the season. So he might have three more losses there. Joe Burrow, he's playing in a stacked division, so I don't want to go with him. He's injured coming into the year. Aaron Rodgers, 1,600 to 1. I'm not necessarily buying him. Jalen Hurts, he's playing on a team that just lost the Super Bowl. We all see that Super Bowl hangover. So to me, Lamar Jackson does present some of the best value. If there's somebody else I would go with, it's Trevor Lawrence at 16 to 1 because he's playing in a bad division. They can easily beat up on competition and he could have some value. So I would probably go with those two. Trevor Lawrence, stealing my material, reading my lines. That was one that I had circled for him. So I love the process right there. The other two I'm looking at are AFC's quarterbacks from a narrative perspective. Josh Allen, a lot of people thought he was going to win the award last year. He played brilliantly at times, but the turnovers were up. Buffalo did not end up having that number one seed. He doesn't end up winning the award. He's somebody that, from a chalk standpoint, stands out to me. And then you know I love a narrative. How about if Tua Tungavailoa goes and wins the AFC East for the Miami Dolphins? Now, again, I know you're asking a lot here, but we're talking value. Tua, for what, 11 or 12 weeks last year, this is not a guy who's coming out of nowhere from the MVP conversation. He was in the MVP conversation, played poorly against the Niners, played poorly against the Chargers, and then that narrative kind of shifted and went out the window. So I still think there's some value there. All right, Raheem, offensive defensive player of the year. I, for one, normally don't get involved betting these awards, especially from an offensive player of the year perspective. This is where a running back or a wide receiver has a better chance and a better opportunity to go and win the award. Anybody standing out there to you? You already just mentioned Tua. And if there's a guy who could stand out and just put up like insane numbers, it's got to be Tyreek Hill. So he's at 20 to one. I think he stands out to me. Another guy who stands out to me is Nick Chubb. This is a guy who he has a good quarterback, but he's also playing behind a solid offensive line. He doesn't have to split carries with Kareem Hunt anymore. So Nick Chubb can easily take it down at 18 to one. So those two stand out to me the most. JJ, I really like, and this is a pure price uh, pick by me. I love uh, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, at 30 to Ooh, 1. Okay. And, and the reason I like that is because it's it's twofold. In the first place, it feels like everybody is, has turned their attention to what he's done the last you know couple of seasons. He he is in the upper, upper echelon of receivers and all of the feedback. This is the second reason that I like this angle about this Detroit lions offense and what Ben Johnson has been doing in the lab and all of the, the assets, you know, they use a draft pick on Jameer Gibbs and, and, and he might be Debo 2.0. I just feel like uh, the sun God is going to get touches. He's the, the narrative could be in place. And if Detroit comes out and averages, you know, 30 points a game, over the course of the season and they win, you know, their, their division and get up to like 11 or 12 wins. I could see some buzz for the sun. God, that's my angle. That's juicy. I'm looking at Jamar chase for the Cincinnati Bengals because he profiles as a guy to Raheem's point And to your point regarding St. Brown and Tyree kill that has the opportunity to go and produce those sort of eye popping numbers that just wow you. And we know the MVP is quarterback award. They're going to get the love as far as that goes. Jamar Chase, one of those guys that could go and easily maybe go and break Calvin Johnson's record if health and these stars and everything that comes with it kind of aligns. Boys, let's get to coach of the year. Coach of the year is always fun to me because you're buying stock and maybe a team that doesn't have crazy expectations Maybe you're looking to buy stock in who the best team may be, and maybe you're going to capitalize on that coach. House, give me a coach you like for coach of the year. I am going to uh, ride along with this crazy notion that I have that the Green Bay Packers are out to make a point, make a statement, 
You've got a coach uh, in Matt LaFleur who already had back-to-back 13-win seasons. And I think this is an instance where the coach and the team would like to show that they are uh, more than just the the beautiful quarterback who is now often in La La in, in New York, you know, trying to catch all of that limelight. So Matt LaFleur at 16 to one, because I feel like that NFC North division is wide open. And if they get to 12 or 13 wins with Jordan Love, um, I like that, that uh, 16 to one number quite a bit. Yeah, that, that he stole my pick. Um, I've been breaking down. Ah! How, like Bill might have been right about you. No, I'm playing with you. But I mean, like, <laughs> I don't want to break down how much I like the Green Bay Packers. I've been doing it for the last three weeks. So I'm going to give you guys some alternative ones just in case. I mean, you want to take something else other than our beloved Green Bay Packers. I think Mike Tomlin 20 to one is like good value. Everybody's liking the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the preseason. You saw Kenny Pickett. He's been balling out of his mind. But do, do we have to remind you? Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. And when it comes to these coaching of the year awards, one thing you got to recognize is that it typically comes from a team with a win total of nine, nine and a half. And if the Steelers exceed that, then why can't Tomlin get his first, I mean, very first coach of the year award? This guy's never had a losing season. So if he wins around 11, 12 games, I think they're going to want to give it to him. So I like Matt LaFleur. That's my favorite. But if you had to go with somebody else, it's definitely Mike Tomlin. If there's any other guys that you would probably name, it's probably Arthur Smith. They're in a bad division with the Falcons. The win total is eight and a half. If it's somebody else, it's Sean Payton. He's coming off. He's taking over for Nathaniel Hackett, who's probably the worst coach in NFL history. So all he has to do is improve on that, and he has a real shot. So those are the ones that I really like. Fellas, I got two. Raheem, again, same wavelength. Arthur (laughs) Smith. You guys know I bet the Falcons to win the NFC South. He doesn't have the best quarterback situation. We know he's been able to kind of stir the pot, spin the wheel, and make magic depending on – you know, who his quarterback might be. We've seen it with Mariota. It's no great shakes. We've seen it with Ryan Tannehill. I think if he finds a way to do it with Ritter and they go and win that division, maybe that narrative really picks up a whole lot of steam. The other one I like, and this kind of hits on and ties into Jacksonville because of the fact that they're in such a lousy division. If they go and end up having the number one seed in the AFC, this loaded AFC with Cincy and and Kansas City and Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, on and on and on we go. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are the number one seed. Let's say they win 12 or 13 games and Trevor Lawrence plays great and they're one of the top teams in football. I think Doug Peterson with the number, all things considered, worth the flyer as well. So listen, long story short is you have a lot of opportunities to have some fun and have some really juicy tickets going into October, November, December. And that's all you can hope for with these futures. They're lottery tickets, the roll of the dice, and maybe we'll hit on a couple of lottery tickets as we move forward in this NFL season. So when we come back, some news. Abosa taking care of business. Cooper Cup, what's his status going into week one and beyond? And does anybody want to revisit any of our division picks? Do we want any audibles and mulligans for stuff that we said in July and August? Well, the floor... Is yours, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, East Coast Bias Boys. We're coming right back. The NFL is back, and the best place to celebrate is on FanDuel Sportsbook because right now, all customers can get a no-sweat first bet for week one. Just place a bet on any week one NFL game, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Me personally, I like the over 45 in the Jaguars-Colts game. I think it's going to be a lot of points in that game. Both defenses are pretty bad. We know Trevor Lawrence is a star. And I think Anthony Richardson is also an emerging star who can make anything happen with his legs and his arms. So I think you're going to see a lot of points in that game. So Jags-Colts, over 45 You can bet on spreads, you can bet on player props, you can bet the over-unders, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers. That's right, FanDuel.com slash gamblers. 21 and up and president select states, refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. So we don't have to worry about Nick Bosa and a contract holdout. It took forever. It definitely got hairy. But a guy, you know, we didn't mention Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, that's a guy who could win that award again and again and again with what he does as far as getting after the quarterback. House, I was nervous. You know, I have a ticket on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. The Niners don't have a prayer of winning the Super Bowl if they don't have Nick Bosa in the fold. So all in all, got to be pleased. You're a Niner fan. They took care of business. Hallelujah. Yeah, and it's what we want to see, right? We want to see all the best players playing most of the season, at least come playoff time. So honestly, as far as I'm concerned, if Chris Jones feels like he needs to just sort of work his way into things and come in, you know, week six, week seven, and then get 10 games in and be ready playoff time, then you do that, Chris Jones. Brian Burns can stay out, you know, a whole season as far as I'm concerned, because Carolina, this is a rebuilding year. The most important thing for Carolina is to protect that poor young man from Alabama, try and get him at least to 15 or 16 games without being broken in half. But there is no, that their their only uh, unit that that's competitive is that defense. Burns is a very important part of that. So I, I think it's a fine time for Carolina to, you know, just go ahead and try and get the very best draft pick they can get. If Burns can help them along with that, that's fine. But, you know, great, great job with uh, San Francisco getting the thing done and and arriving in time for this season. It's just in the nick of time because going to Pittsburgh for this week one is no tricky. uh, uh, Yeah, that is no, no party right there, my man. Yeah, I mean, it it really is no party. And one thing I want to say is that a lot of times you don't want to overreact to these guys coming back from holdouts because they don't tend to perform well. Like this guy's not in football shape. So it's great that the 49ers were able to sign him. We saw last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they missed TJ Watt for seven games and went one and six. So that would be a tremendous loss for the 49ers if they didn't sign him. But in week one, you can't price him as if he's the same Bosa coming in because he's not going to be the same Bosa. I mean, and then also it's going to affect him the first three, four games. Like these guys tend to pick up a lot of soft tissue injuries. Uh, we saw it with Darrell Revis. He got burnt by Randy Moss, catching a one-handed pass and tore it and messed up his hamstrings. So hopefully they ease in Bosa a little bit early. Just don't put too much pressure on him because I don't, I don't want to see him pick up an injury. All right, fellas. So we spent all summer breaking down every division. We did it here on East Coast Bias, on FanDuel TV. Uh, if you download our podcast on the Ringer Gambling Show, like we, we broke it down every which way. You go through a summer, some opinions may be further solidified. Some opinions may be weakened. I don't know if it's just time elapsing. I don't know if it's the summer winding down, whatever the case may be. So here's what I want each of you to do, and I'm going to do the same. I want you to give me one prediction we made with our our division picks, whether over, under, whatever, that after the last couple weeks, you're that much more confident in. And give me one that you are totally wavering on, you're out on, you got major cold feet. Raheem, I'm going to start with you. One that you feel better about, one that you don't feel so good about. Mm, I think the one that I feel better about is the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. I think this is the cream of the crop of the NFC, not just the NFC East. I I just think when you look at that defense, second to EPA for play last year, I think Dak is going to continue to regress to the mean and play a lot better than he did last year. So I'm all in on the Cowboys and it's not a homer pick. It's because I really think they're really that good. Okay, in on the Cowboys, but now a month has elapsed. There's got to be one you don't feel as good about. Be fair. There's got to be one. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, it's the New Orleans Saints. I'm I'm not buying into this team at all. 
I, I can't trust Dennis Allen. I think the Atlanta Falcons are probably the team to beat in that division. And I, I just don't trust the Saints. I think they could even lose this week against the Tennessee Titans, despite the fact that they have one of the easiest schedules in the league. I'm not trusting Dennis Allen. So, JJ, I, I'm glad that Dream just mentioned the Tennessee Titans because that's the one that I feel even better about. As I look at, you know, the the, the odds is still sitting there for Tennessee to win that AFC South at plus 310, the implied probability associated with that is completely out of whack with what a classy uh, team and and what a, a classy head coach this Tennessee Titans is. It's a mature team with mature players who know how to go out and get double digit wins. I don't feel like, um, you know, the, 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 the biggest issue that befell them last year was a run of bad injury luck. So they're entitled to under the rules of regression, a little bit of good injury luck more than anything. My confidence in Tennessee has risen because lots of smart people keep talking about how good Tennessee is and how much they trust Vrabel. So that makes me feel good about that one. And I think that I was uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East, but I'm coming around to the way that the, the dream is selling things. I'm now on Dallas. I'm officially on Dallas, which is probably the kiss of death for them. Um, <laughs> you know, the biggest question mark is, is, you know, come playoff time. McCarthy and Dak, it hasn't been uh, an enormous success story, but for the regular season, I think this defense at Dallas is the best defense in the National Football League, and I love what Dallas has done in terms of bolstering offensive line and skill position. I love the Brandon Cooks acquisition. I really feel like uh, Dallas, with 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 the idea of Tony Pollard, you know, being the premier uh, back and and using him all the ways that they're capable of. I'm not that scared by the fact that, that Kellen Moore is no longer part of the program. I'm fine with McCarthy uh, in this regular season position, Dallas back to back 12, 12 win seasons. I'm joining dream on, on Dallas and the NFC. East. And watch right, out fellas. for Deuce Vaughn too. Watch out for Deuce Vaughn. He's going to be a problem. That's in that one hell too. of a one, two punch. I, I totally agree with that. We'll get to that when we get to some week one bets, which is coming up momentarily. I, I'm glad Raheem that you're out on the saints because my confidence with the Falcons, and I cannot believe I'm saying this because Desmond Ritter is their quarterback, but I just think about coach. I think about weapons. I think about all of the close games they played in last year where they were not on the right end of those close games. Like I think you're getting a market correction there and the division stinks. I mean, I am out on the New Orleans Saints. I don't care how weak their <laughs> schedule may be. Dennis Allen's the head coach. I'm out on New Orleans. Todd Bowles is the coach at Tampa Bay. Enough said. I'm out on the Buccaneers. And everything you've heard out of Carolina is that they are not a team that's ready quite yet, whether it's questions on the offensive line, not having enough around the youngster Bryce Young. So I feel really good about the price I have on Atlanta Falcons to win the NFC South. Now, the one that I'm getting major cold feet on, and I think it's because, guys, every expert in America is drooling and salivating over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the point I made when we did our AFC North breakdown mm -hmm. is, hey, I love Mike Tomlin. I know they're talented. I, I know they played well down the stretch. Somebody's got to come in last place in this division. And... Hearing all the experts saying they like the Steelers to win a division. They like the Steelers over. We were just talking about Mike Tomlin at 20 to 1 for coach of the year a few moments ago. That is the one where I'm coming on saying, yeah, I think this could be, yeah, they have a losing record. Yeah, it's going to be the year Mike Tomlin has a losing record. That's one as I'm hearing uh, every Joe Schmo analyst say, I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers. House that goes one of two ways. Either I'm on an island by myself and I look mm -hmm. like a total genius or all of the quote-unquote experts are going to be laughing in my face at the end of December. That's what it boils down to. Well, it's just an amazing set of circumstances that that uh, in this division, they have the worst quarterback, and they have Is that the true? worst, you know. Is that true, though? So because that, there, there's, that, this is the rub. 
This is exactly because, a dream. Is it Deshaun or is it and, Pickett? And that's what I want to ask JJ because JJ was really high on the Cleveland Browns to win that division at plus 400. However, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson looks like he's Larry Holmes status, flabby and sick. So do you regret that pick more than you regret the, the Steelers pick or do you regret the Steelers? Because I'm not sure the Browns are going to be anything if Deshaun Watson is the guy that he is right now. Well, it's an excellent point. Listen, I don't want to get nuts about preseason performance. I take preseason performance with a grain of salt. But the reports about Deshaun Watson not looking great in camp, they are concerning. So in many ways, Raheem, it goes side by side. But I was so flamboyant. I was so confident <laughs> that this was going to be the year for Cleveland. Because I, I do believe Cleveland, from a line perspective, a run game perspective, a weapons perspective. I like their head coach in Stefanski. I mean, the guy won a playoff game a couple of years ago. Nobody wins playoff games in Cleveland. I don't want to back off of that yet, but just hearing all of America basically get on board with the Pittsburgh Steelers and I'm kind of on the lonely island by myself. I mean, that's, it's discomforting. So you are right, my friend. They do go side by side. They are Definitely kind of linked because we're talking about the same division. Um, and that's one we'll have to wait and see on because, yeah, I put money on the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North. Full disclosure. You have you have to choose one. I have all I have three out of the four teams in the AFC North going to the playoffs. The one that I don't have going is Pittsburgh because I just think Cleveland has better assets on both sides of the ball. And it just comes down to, you know. Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback in this NFL, you know, less than three years ago. Kenny Pickett can't say that. Now he might end up being great and they have tremendous assets, you know, tremendous uh, receiver. I can't wait to see George Pickens this year, but you know, it's not disrespectful to coach Tomlin to say that they're going to win nine or 10 games and miss the playoffs. Is it, is it disrespectful? Well, it could easily happen easily yeah. in this year's AFC. There are going to be mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a couple of really good teams in the AFC that were sitting here in December saying, holy smokes, how did so-and-so not find their way to the postseason? There will, there will be a couple of those conversations. Now, when we come back, this is the little appetizer. We have week one. We have bets to make. We have money to make. We got you covered. These Coast Bias boys. Week one. Let's go. We'll cover right back. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, gang. Week one is here. Full slate. One o'clock. Four o'clock. You got a couple of more key games. You have the Patriots as four and a half point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles. We know what the trends are for Super Bowl losers in week one. That's why you've seen a lot of public money come in on Philly. A lot of the short money coming in on the New England Patriots. You have the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. Fascinating game. Tua, Herbert, they'll forever be linked because 5-6. You have both guys on teams that think highly of what their season might be. And we saw what that Charger defense did in really making a statement against the Miami Dolphins last year. Sunday night, can the Giants show me that they've closed the gap with the Dallas Cowboys? Like, a lot of fascinating games. Cleveland and Cincinnati kind of highlights the one o'clock slate. So we could go on and on just going through every single spread and every single game. Um, the most appealing week one game to you, gentlemen, not even your favorite play, but the most appealing week one game, full card, full board. House, I'll start with you. 
obviously, I'm going to say it's the Washington Seawards hosting <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. It's the first game in 25 years without Daniel the Bum Snyder and his and his 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 fetid stench uh, covering the entire stadium out there in Prince George's County. I have that burgundy and gold running through my veins, fellas. So that's the one. Let me have football back in my life. Let me have a home team again. I know that we're going to go through the card and talk about our best plays and everything, but I am a football fan and I would like to have a football team that I can root for again. That's the one I'm looking forward to, JJ. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, when you look at the commanders, this is the only spot all year in which they're going to be favorites. So I'm pretty That's sure. That's my knockout pick, baby house. It might be Raheem. We'll see. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Be I mean, you have a lot to be, be enthusiastic about this week when it comes That's to the commanders. All. I think the commanders, as far as like betting wise, I don't want to lay seven points with them. But this is the teaser no, leg of the no. week. Wong teaser leg of the week easily. I think you tease the commanders with the Green Bay Packers or you tease the commanders with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think you have a positive expectation on the wager. Well, guys, you can make the argument, though, the most appealing game of the week. You got to wait all the way until Monday night because I gave you guys a bunch of games. The idea of Aaron Rodgers making his debut at home, the highly anticipated, long awaited debut of Aaron Rodgers as a two-and-a-half-point underdog against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and the team that has won the division each of the last three years. There's no New York bias coming from yours truly. Like, listen, I'm a Dolphin guy, so I, you know, of course, the, the Tua Herbert game I've had circled on my calendar for a while, but Aaron Rodgers against the Jets. And, and as we start to get to picks, to me, guys, week one strategy, Raheem, you, you get a chance to use all of this information from the offseason. It's tricky because, you know, you don't want to put too much stock in the preseason. You know it's one week. You know they're going to be overreactions. But if we're giving out a best bet right out of the gate, and we'll do a couple of these, and we're going to be doing this all Sunday on Ringer Wise Guys with the three of us and, of course, the great cousin Sal, which, by the way, is going to be must-see television every single week. Uh, I feel like we're going to all kill each other. We're going to all be made men. We're all going to be left out to dry. It's all going to be happening over the course of football Sundays on FanDuel TV. Uh, but boys, I'm starting my favorite best bet. The JJ is on the Atlanta Falcon bandwagon, as you can tell. Three and a half against a rookie quarterback. Look at the trends for rookie quarterbacks in their first starts. ATS over the last 15 to 20 years, especially when you have a rookie quarterback on the road. I know it's a division game. I don't care, Raheem. I don't care, House. I'm laying three in a hook. Atlanta is starting off this season 1-0. That is best bet number one. How do we feel about that? Okay, so I liked Atlanta. Given everything that we know about the Atlanta Falcons coming into this year and everything we know about the Carolina Panthers, that offensive line is absolutely abysmal in Carolina. However, we have to understand that this is a market, and these lines have been up since, like, early spring and this line opened at three and now you're getting it at three and a half. And one thing you got to understand is that the three is king when it comes to NFL spreads. You're looking at games, they land on three around 17% of the time. So if the Falcons who don't have a necessarily explosive offense, this is a team that runs 51% to 48% run pass ratio they don't have an explosive offense so there's it's very likely that this game could land on three and at three and a half i don't think you're getting the best of the number so i agree with your pick but i don't necessarily like the bet at this point and let, let me let me do this with you jj let me see if we can't put a positive spin on it one of my favorite bets this week is a play against carolina's horrendous offense and a play on Atlanta. So you can parlay Atlanta to win outright. And that doesn't feel like we're asking for too much with the Carolina Panthers team total under 
17 and a half. Oh, I love that. Now, let, love let's it. have the conversation. Like, how is Carolina going to score 18 points? Is the defense going to score two touchdowns? Well, then the, the, the offense produces one field goal, and they still lose. You still win that bet. That's a plus money bet on FanDuel at plus 106. If you combine the Carolina Panthers team total under 17 and a half, along with just an outright win by the Falcons. That's juicy. I smell our first JJ house family play of 2023 <laughs> for the NFL season. Cause that sounds like a winner. All right, Raheem. Uh, if there's a game right now and I know it's early, it's Thursday. We still got a couple of days. We'll finalize these bad boys on Sunday, but an early lean for a best bet of the week. What are we looking at dream? I'm going to go with the Miami dolphins plus three against the Chargers. When you look at this Chargers team, they're laying three here, but my model makes this game a pick them. You look at these two teams, they did play last year, and when they played last year, the Dolphins were laying three, and we all know the, the, the Chargers blew them out, but the one thing about that time period is Tua wasn't playing well. Now, I think they play again, and I think you're looking at a pick them game. You got Tua healthy. You bring in Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is probably the best defensive coordinator of our era. I think it will have something for Justin Herbert, and you know, when you look at the numbers of Justin Herbert in week one and, and Chargers in week one, they don't tend to do well. Herbert is 9-10-1 against the spread as a home favorite. So I think the Dolphins will keep this close and might even win this game outright. Music to I my ears, it, House. Music to my ears. Um, you like yeah. that under for Carolina as a team total, but I know you got to have a best bet lined up. ATS, what is suiting your fancy, sir? So, you know, uh, my orientation, my approach to week one, I tend to lean into underdogs um, because it feels like the market uh, always has a price that's associated with teams performance the previous year. So my my inclination is is on underdogs. And of course, I'm going to come right out of the box with a teaser because, you know, that that that's the dumb way to play it. Uh Dream already hit on one of the legs. I absolutely adore the Pittsburgh Steelers grabbing them from, from the two and a half that's available right now, moving that up to eight and a half at home. It's the classic Tomlin underdog spot. You know, he, he when, when he's at home as an underdog, the, the, I think the, the, the rate is something like, you know, 70% against the spread, you know, a, a beautiful number. And I will be playing a tiny bit on Pittsburgh to win that game outright. I'll be playing that money line and I'll do the exact same thing with we talked about on the show already the Cleveland Browns sitting there getting two and a half I think they're catching Joe Burrow and Cincinnati at a great time right no preseason snaps for Joe Burrow Cleveland has Joe Burrow's number one and four straight up is the Cincinnati Bengals and and Joe Burrow against the Cleveland Browns Uh, he's coming in rusty we saw this uh, last year with Joe Burrow coming in having no preseason snaps. It took him a little while to get into his rhythm, to get things going. I love teasing the Browns from the two and a half up to eight and a half. And I also am playing the Browns money Let's line. Let's go, House. I'm right there with you. I think Cincinnati, for what it is, the two rat lines I have circled this week, gentlemen, take them for what they're worth. I think Cincinnati is a two and a half point road favorite against the Browns. Stinks. Absolutely stinks. Number one, the Browns beat them and smoked them on Halloween last year. And it was a wacky game in Cincinnati in December. And the Cincinnati Bengals were covering like crazy. I love that house. I think Cleveland is absolutely covering two and a half. Raheem, that Eagle New England line is stinky too, dude. Isn't it stinky? It is stinky. But I want to go back to that Cleveland game because it was a game that I initially liked. And I was hoping that we could get a three. I mean, Adam Schefter just reported Joe Burrow said he's ready to go. So I don't know if you want to grab that two and a half right now. If you like the Cleveland Browns, because if Burrow goes, that line is going up to three. Now, another thing I want to say is that you look at division underdogs in week one, 31, 12 and one against the spread since 2015. However, The thing that makes this game tricky is because we all know the Cleveland Browns have dominated Joe Burrow. I mean, like you look at the last couple of years, that pass rush has really gotten to Joe Burrow. However, Denzel Ward 
hasn't practiced today, and he could be out of this game. And if the Cleveland Browns don't have Denzel Ward, they're really in a tough position. So I want to wait on that injury news to Denzel Ward and to Joe Burrow before I make a decision on this game. Now, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots, we all know about the Super Bowl loser trends. 4-19 and 19 against the spread in Week 1 since 2000. Look at this New England Patriots team. I think they're going to improve without Matt Patricia holding up their offense. And we all know Bill Belichick can coach a good defense. So I expect the defense to be there. I, I think they match up well with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I agree with you there. This is a, a rat line. It might even end up being a family play now and on Sunday when we're all together making our picks for the wise guys. You know, I hate making the pod father happy. I really do. But I think he actually would be happy with me after I tell him I like the Patriots plus four and a half. All right, boys, when we come back, it's Thursday. That means we have our first game of the year. The Lions, the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey's status in doubt, Chris Jones' status in doubt. When do we reach a point when maybe it's worth the buyback on the Chiefs? I may have a wager on this game already. We'll discuss. We'll dissect. That's coming up. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Hi, right, boys. It's here. Thursday night, the opener. The Chiefs at home putting up another banner. The Detroit Lions getting an opportunity to be in prime time. Remember the last time we saw the Lions, they sent Aaron Rodgers packing out of the playoffs. They're celebrating on Lambeau Field. They are definitely one of those darlings. They are definitely one of those, quote-unquote, sexy teams going into the year. Detroit, Kansas City, Raheem, I thought everybody in America would be on Kansas City, but with everything that's going on with Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones at the moment, do you think we're going to see a lot of late money coming in on the Detroit Lions as we move closer to kickoff? Mm, I think we're in a tough position. I think... A lot of people have already bet the Detroit Lions. We're seeing this line as low as four and a half, five. So I think a lot of the money has already come in. I think if anything, we're going to see some buyback the other way, just because when you look at this Detroit Lions team, this is still not a good defense. This is a team that was 31st in EPA for play last year. They also 31st against the rush. And you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, this guy, I mean, he's is about as important to the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes. So those two together, they like Steph Curry and Draymond Green. They just win games. So the, the receiving core is questionable in Kansas City. I think the thing that's more interesting to me is the total because we saw this total go from about 54 and a half, 55 down to 52 and a half. And without Chris Jones, we they lose their best pass rusher. But the Lions' defense is still bad. So I think this total might have come down a little bit too much. And I'm inclined to lean towards the over. I like that uh, angle that the dream is taken here. I don't want to mess with the number. Um, the only thing that I did during the summer was go ahead and put the Chiefs into, into a teaser leg. You know, Stunning. it was Chiefs by six and a half. Stunning development. Yeah, I, you throw in the Chiefs. Why'd you do that after a round of golf, like at seven o'clock with a little, uh, probably little in, cocktail, a little probably, happy hour? Hey, probably in June. I probably did it back in June. It's like, oh, yeah, Chiefs. I was just going to win the first game. Uh, and there's lots of stuff. You know, Andy Reid, um, as the head coach of the Chiefs, they're seven and three against the spread in week one, nine and one straight up. Mahomes as a starter. When the line is between five and a half and six and a half, the Chiefs are favored. He's 10 and one straight up and eight and three against the spread. Well, you know, good, good trends. It's not surprising that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have a good track record uh, in, in, in week one. I don't love uh, the position that the Chiefs are in where two of their three best players are probably not playing this football game. What I'm looking at, in addition to Dreams uh, total, which I like, um, is some props 
perspectives. And I feel like there could be an opportunity for Jarek McKinnon to get some uh, additional touches. So I'm looking at like his receiving totals potentially and him for an anytime touchdown kind of thing. Cause I think he's going to consume some of that stuff. And part of what is informing that is, is the Isaiah Pacheco still kind of knocking off the rust coming back from that injury. Um, so I like some of the, the Jarek McKinnon props as a way of accounting for the Kelsey blow. I like the sound of that Jarek McKinnon, as far as over receiving yards, Jarek McKinnon, as far as, getting himself in the end zone, sign me up. But boys, I do have a lean on this game. I'm on Detroit. I grabbed it at six and a half. And I know the trends point to Mahomes and Andy Reid in week one. You nailed it, House. Mm -hmm. Like they have been money in week one. Andy Reid has always been brilliant with extra time to prepare. I just think if you're not going to have Chris Jones potentially in the lineup, and we'll see if this is, I I mean, I don't know how the hell he's going to be able to suit up and play. And all of a sudden you're rolling him out there come Thursday. Travis Kelsey, same sort of deal. How effective is he going to be even if he's lucky enough to go and play? You're not getting the full complement of the Chiefs. I'm getting a Detroit team that can score at will. I actually am a little more leery, guys, on the total. I get your point, Raheem, with the defense of the Lions. It leaves a lot to be desired. This does have shootout potential. The only thing that gives me hesitation is the fact that we see in week one sometimes the offense can be a little sluggish. And maybe you're not looking at both offenses firing on all cylinders and they're not as sharp as they're necessarily going to be. So I'm staying away from the total. But I think Detroit, because of what they can do, a lot of different guys that can throw the football to, played well down a stretch. I'm going to take them to cover six and a half. And I feel good about that. Oh, That's my oh, oh, oh. I got to cut you off because... There are no six and a, six and a halfs available in the market. By no, no, the time no. you I'm guys, I'm saying I got six and a half. I, I know you. I, would put, I, I know you got six. Let and me a half, make this clear, for, Raheem. I would play it at six, and I would play it at five and a half too. I like the lines across the board. Would you play it at? Would you play it at four and a half? Because I, I that's think where it gets t- dicey. And that, that's, that's the thing. By the time dicey. people are by the time people are watching this on FanDuel TV or listening to us on Spotify, this number is going to be four and a half worldwide. There's some four and a halfs in the market right now. Right now on FanDuel Sportsbook, you're looking at five and a half. But I think you have to almost consider that this line is going to be four and a half. So at four and a half, what do you think? Like, what are you making a play on? Are you passing? Are you taking the Lions? Are you taking the Chiefs? Are you buying back on the Chiefs? At what point is it too low on the Chiefs? Uh, I'm passing. No, because okay. my lean and my liability is with the Lions. So I, I'm not trying to get cute with a two-point middle. That's a pa- that's a pass for me. Um, oh. uh, Lions, if it gets below, you get below four and a half, then you know what? I'm not putting any more on it. That's all. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I think I'm almost at the point where this can go low enough to where I'd, I'd have an appetite for the Chiefs. Even despite everything that we know is going on with the Chiefs, no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey, I'm starting to have an appetite for them because when you look at oh, what wow. Andy, when you look at what Andy Reid has done week one, look at I mean like House already named the, the against the spread stats, but this is a team that's put up like massive numbers. You look at during the Mahomes era, 44 points, 33 points, 34 points, 40 points, 38 points. Patrick Mahomes is just. I mean, he's Le- the LeBron of the NFL at this point. And last year, he proved that he didn't need Tyreek Hill. Then, like, they took things to the next level. I- I'm not sure he can't do that here against a bad Lions defense. So, at some point, we all know about the superstar theory in, in-, in all the sports, whether it's NBA, NFL. Teams tend to step up when their star player isn't there. And, you know, I think that could happen here. So, I would have an appetite for the Chiefs. One other thing I want to say is that when you're speaking on props, that rookie coming out of Detroit, Jameer Gibbs, there's been a lot of they talk about. Yeah, there's been they a lot of talk them. about him in the in the past game. You can get him over three and a half receptions. This is probably going to be the most given out prop all throughout um, Twitter, all throughout touts. But I, I I see the reason why is because I think they're going to use him a ton. So Jameer Gibbs. Over three and a half receptions, that's probably one that I would like. I'm not a big props player, but I think I want to point you in that direction if you're going to play something. Boys, before we say goodbye, we'll have rapid fire. Dealer's choice. Sunday night, Monday night. You got to pick the game. You give me your strongest lean. How about that for a parting gift from East Coast Bias? We're coming right back. (laughs) 
right, boys, before we say goodbye, we're going to leave the audience with a little dealer's choice. You guys have the option, Sunday night or Monday night, pick the game, pick the side. House, you have Sunday night football, you have Monday night football. Primetime game, you got to pick one. What do we got? Well, I love both of these games. They fit this beautiful angle. Home dogs in division. And if you look at the numbers, we're looking at two inter-division games, these Giants and Cowboys, Jets and Buffalo. And and, and look, uh, since 2000, 61% against the spread on the dogs. Since 2010, 81% on the dogs. I love the dogs in week one. I prefer the Giants because I get the hook three and a half. I love Dallas to win that football game, but give me the extra hook and with the with the New York football Giants catching three and a half against Dallas Sunday night. Look, the sharp money is going to be on the Giants, but I'm not buying it. The Cowboys were laying ten and a half on Thanksgiving to the Giants on Thanksgiving. Now they're laying three and a half. I'm not buying that one at all. Um, if I had to pick any one of these dogs, I probably would go with the Jets. I mean, I think it's the, it's the perfect spot if you can get a three there. But um, we'll let you guys know more on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the other way on that one, Raheem. I'm taking Buffalo, and I'm grabbing them at two and a half. All this hard knocks, bravado, and luster coming out of the Jets. I think Buffalo chip on their shoulder after losing at MetLife Stadium last year. I'm going to lay the two and a half. I think Buffalo is the better team. That's why I have money on them to go and win the AFC East. And I I think it might take some time for the Jets to figure out what their identity is going to be in the early going of this year. So out of the two games on Monday or Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills and my friends in Western New York, I'll be riding with you against Mr. Rogers and the New York Jets. All right, boys, I will see the two of you plus cousin Sal for the ringer wise guys. Sunday morning, Vandal TV, must-see TV every week as far as I'm concerned. For Raheem Palmer, Joe House, John Dostremski, good job by the War Gone Warrior. Boys are out. We'll talk Sunday. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 and up and president select states. FanDuel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. Wyoming, call 1-800-522-4700. Hope is here. Visit GamblerHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. If you're in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK.